0: Welcome to Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace, located at 524 East Pasadena Street, in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday Praise and Worship begins at 9 a.m., Wednesday Bible Study, 7 p.m. We believe the Bible is the Word of God, therefore, we are faithful, why? Because we believe the Bible is the Word of God. We're bold. Why? Because we believe the Bible is the word of God. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Certainly we thank and praise the Lord for his goodness. This is the day that the Lord has made and we can, I will, and I hope you join in with me, rejoice and be glad. Let's go before the Lord in a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness and grace. We thank you, Lord God, for your kindness. We thank you for your mercy. What you have done. Lord God, and we walk with a strong expectation of what you are going to do you know our situation you know their situation you know everyone's situation you know those that serve you and those that don't you know those that are looking to you for help and those that are not lord god you know those that have humbled ah hey glory bless your name jesus Hallelujah, thank you, Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, bless you, Lord, God, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you, hallelujah. Thank you, hallelujah, thank you, Lord, hallelujah, bless your name, Savior, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. You know those that have humbled themselves, They are dependent on your word. We know your word is highly exalted. We know your word should have preeminence in our lives. Lord Jesus, that everything we do should be based upon the parameters of your word. Lord, and so we thank you and we look to you for help. Lord, you know those that are sick in their body, those that are dealing with ailments and the doctors don't know what to do, but you do. Lord, and so we pray that your will is done. We know that whether we live here on this earth or in your presence is to the benefit of others and to your glory. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you for hearing us. Thank you for answering our prayers. Thank you, Lord God, for visiting us. Thank you for stirring our hearts up. Lord, correcting us, giving us guidance. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Lord God, for touching our children, stirring their minds up to seek you. Lord God, thank you. Thank you for touching, Lord God. Lord Jesus, for intervening in situations, relationships, and Lord God, it, 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 situations that only You could fix, that requires Your attention. Thank You. Require Your wisdom, require Your knowledge and Your understanding. Thank You, Lord Jesus. We pray and ask that You would bless those that are that support the ministry, those that are giving uh, uh, as they have, Lord God and. Even some have made sacrifices. Lord, thank you. And I ask that you would bless them that they do not feel the loss. Those that are online purchasing and purchase books that have been written for the support of the ministry. Lord, I ask that you would bless them as they read, encourage their hearts, give them insight, Lord God, to be used to encourage someone else. Those that have uh, Purchase the book, Dealing with Finances. Help them, Lord God, according to their state rules and regulations as they apply the principles, Lord Jesus, so that they can and that they will, Lord God, uh, their economic, their financial, that it will change according to your word, according to your will. You said that you would, that we would prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers. Lord God, thank you, help our souls to prosper. Lord, you said first come the natural, then the spiritual. Lord Jesus, help us to help others. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Care us further into your service. Bless your word, Lord. Have your way and we'll testify and tell of your goodness. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Again, we want to welcome you to the online services of Cornerstone of Grace. This is Inside the Pages with Pastor Carl Henderson. Uh, if you're looking for a church home, growth and ministry, we want to invite you to, to join us, grow with us, and be blessed with us. At this time, we're going to have our opening scriptures.
1: Psalm 61, one through four. Hear my cry, O God attend unto my prayer. From the, from the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou hast been my shelter, has been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever, and I will trust in, in the in the cook cul- the coverts of thy wings. Wings say off. Acts 2, 46 and 47. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and a hearing of his word.
0: Truly, we thank and praise God for his kindness and what he is doing. What he's doing. God is doing as only he could do, and that's be God. He's sovereign. There is no other God. There is no one greater. There's no one whose name is exalted above his name. You might exalt someone else's name. And we've done that. You know, people have done that. Let's let's be real. People have exalted other names, whether it's the person next to them. Ooh, she is so great. And after a while, they didn't forget about God because they they're exalting the name of Bob. They're exalting the name of Sally. You know, and I don't know any Bobs, I don't know any Sally's that well. But we put things before God. Maybe it's a car, motorcycle, now you go on Sunday rides instead of Saturday rides we put things before the Lord, the job. You, you got a new position and so now you, or you got the job that you asked God to bless you with. And you went in and you got it and you still have, you have weekends off, but yet, um, you gotta rest now from working so much for the man. Work for the man, yes, you work for the man now. And so you gotta rest. Instead of working for God, you forgot about God, you know. Well, anyway, I'm just, excuse me, I'm I'm clowning here, but it's truth to what I'm saying. It's truth to what I'm saying. Listen, we're not going to prolong the service and kind of have a busy day and thank God for spending some time with Bishop um, McGuire in Reno Valley yesterday, Greater Bethel Church, where they were celebrating, uh, him and Sister McGuire were celebrating 40 years of marriage, and so um, we had a chance to see a lot of the saints and you know people I had not seen in quite some time. So again, we just wanted to uh, give them a shout, you know, for their congratulating them for forty years. She put up with him forty years. You know that's saying something. We gave her a standing ovation because of it. So <laughs> you know, listen, <laughs> we're going to go. <laughs> Oh my God, we're, we're going to go on into, after this song, you know, after this song, uh, this is a, a great song that is being sung by Isabel Davis, the, and the name of it is The Call. And so right after this song, we're going to go into the word of God. And we're talking about God's favor shall find you. God's favor can and will find you but I I really wanna stress that he shall find you, which means that his favor is looking for someone. And that someone is you. If you you have lined up with the criteria of what we've been talking about uh, for the past couple of weeks, his favor is going to find you. And so with that being said, uh, let's, let's worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness And then we're going to go into the word. Isabel Davis, the song is the call. Thank you Jesus, mighty God, Lord, we need you. We need you. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For those that are just tuning in, you're listening to Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Now, if you're in the the Los Angeles County or San Bernardino area. Then please stop by. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. and Wednesday Bible study at 7 p.m. And so you can follow us also on Instagram. And uh, certainly we're found on Anchor, we're found on on iHeartRadio. as well as Podbean and uh, Amazon, Google Play, Spotify—you know a number. The word of God is going out, and it's not going out for show. It's going out for salvation. Your soul need and must be saved. Must be saved. And so, thank God for uh, for our technician that is working to help make this possible, you know, and certainly not just him, but everyone else, including you that are tuning in and telling others about God, telling others that there's somebody that is preaching the word, not just for to, to tickle your ear, but a word that will save your soul. And, and so we're going to go on into the Word of God, and you know, just want to to share uh, this testimony with you because, uh, you know, as Paul has written, he said, I, "I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God, which is in Christ Jesus." And that's what I'm doing. I'm pressing, pressing my way. You're pressing your way, and we press our way past a lot of things. We press our way past depressions. We press our way past. Disappointments, we press our way. Uh, and when we're enjoying things and, and that thing begin to occupy our time, we press past that so that we can uh, make our way into the house of God, which is where we should be at this morning. We should be in the house of God. And, you know, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. I know that's a big conversation. People are arguing about that, that the Bible doesn't say you need to go to church. And, you know, Uh, talk to those that did not need to get into the ark and find out what happened with them. And so the word of God has not changed. He said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. You don't need to show up a lot of places. And there are, uh, don't go to work. If you work remotely, you understand that's a different story. But if if you're required to be in that office and you don't go, um you won't have to go after a while. It's called abandonment. And it's a three-day process, you know? Um, so we don't look at, we look at God as being all forgiving. Lord is gonna forgive me. I don't have to do it because he is so merciful. Well, get into his word because he said, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. So, that changes the narrative of what you've been thinking. Now, as for me and my house, as for me and my house, I'ma serve the Lord. And so we're gonna go on into the word of God and just, and we're pressing our way this morning. Sometimes you press your way over the hills, through the valleys, you press your way. And so I wanna encourage you to press your way. The things that we have today Others don't have. Oh, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. The things that we have today, and now somebody know what I'm talking about. The laying on of hands did not occur through a remote session. It occurred face to face. The prophetic word did not occur over a remote session. It occurs face to face Now, don't don't go there with me don't go there with me in other words the ministry that God has established needs to be present where he can use it for the people of God or those that walk in wanting to know him so that they can be ministered to personally personally and so there's a requirement. So the ministers, ministers, uh, those that are prophets, those that are the gift of healing, the gift of administration, the the gift of of the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, the word of faith. How is that being exercised and you are not present to minister to the individual? Now that's not the message this morning. I just I'm just saying i'm just asking the question for you to answer i heard someone asked ask a evangelist they claim to be an evangelist uh what they were doing and they stumbled over the answer because they are not evangelizing the evangelist goes from place to place evangelizing with permission of their pastor to go and encourage others because god is leading them i don't know any true evangelist that's fact I don't know. And if you do, then that's God bless you. But I don't know of any evangelists that are actually going out with the blessing of their pastor. When I was evangelizing, I went out with the blessing of my pastor to go and visit other ministries, fellowship churches, and you know, and to, to be an encouragement to them, not all the time to speak, but just to be an encouragement, just to let them know. And I still today, but I don't know if any other, I don't hear that testimony from others that say they are evangelists, and certainly the evangelist that, uh, that last night was stumbling over that question. And so the challenge is, what are you doing? Well, let's go on into the word of God, man. I I'm, don't I'm preach, I'm done, all right. In the book of Deuteronomy, 29 and 29, we're gonna start there and we're talking about God's favor shall find you. I'm excited about the Lord this morning. I was excited when I got up. I was excited yesterday too. But listen, this is a new day and it's it's impacted with benefits. It's impacted with so many nutrients and and things that God has stored up for me today. And the same for you. God's favor shall find you his favor is going to find you. And so Deuteronomy 29 and 29 said, the secret things belong unto the Lord. Now, so many people want the mystical, the angelical, the secret things. You know, they they want a, a deep revelation, but you're not handling what he's already given us. The Bible said the secret things belong unto the Lord, our God, but those things which are revealed god's already given us enough are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of his law so god has an expectation just like i have an expectation he has an expectation you have an expectation god has an expectation of us that we may do all the words of the law. What law? The, the, what he's given Moses, what we're talking about right now. And, and so let, we're going to go on to Deuteronomy 30 and uh, beginning at the 10th verse, it says, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments and his statutes that are written in the book of the law, And if thou turn unto the Lord thy God with all thy heart. Now get that. You need to mark that with all your heart, not partiality. You know, no no relationship thrives with a partial love. No, Uh, with all your heart. With all your heart, you, you don't grow with God. You don't grow. You don't grow out of God. You know, I hear people say we grew apart and, and, and I, I, I understand some of that. There are other areas where women you've been married 30 years. How did you all of a sudden you, you've grown apart? You know, you've grown out of love and now you love someone else that you just met three weeks ago. With all thine heart. And with all your soul. So everything about me, everything about you is being used to love God. I understand God's love language. Do you understand his love language? Do you understand his love language? The Lord told the disciples, he said, if you love me, keep my commandments. That's his love language. His love language is not touchy feely. You know, some people are children. Uh, maybe you're married to someone, they they, just, they have to touch you, you know, um, they have to feel you, you know, some, some people like that. And, and that's fine. But you need to understand that so that you don't become annoyed with it. If you're going to be in a relationship with someone, you need to understand what their love language is. And, and so it's important that you understand God's love language too. And, and he's not a big talker. He don't do a lot of talking. You know, he's not always... Uh, rambling off. He does not have, as I heard one minister say, he has big lips because he, he does a lot of talking. And and then he, he was basing it off of dualism. And so he said, and God himself uh, has thin lips because he does not do a lot of, talk. I don't know where this man got this stuff from, but some of you may have heard it. There's a mess out there. There is a mess, but we're talking about the truth, the word of God. God does not do a lot of talking. And sometimes we need to be quiet too and hear what the Lord is saying. The Bible said, hear, O Israel. And so we need, Israel is the church in the wilderness. We need to hear. We need to be quiet sometime and just listen for God to speak to us. And so the word of God says, if thou will hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments and his statutes, which are written in the book of the law. And if thou turn unto thy, our God, with all thy heart and with all thy soul, for this commandment which I command thee this day, it is not written, uh, not hidden, it's not hidden from thee, neither is it far off. You, you, you know the word of God. It is not in heaven that thou shalt say, who shall go up for us to heaven and bring it unto us that we may hear and do it neither is it beyond the sea that thou shouldest say who shall bring uh, who shall go over the sea for us and bring it unto us that we may hear and do it but the Lord is nigh thee even in thy mouth And in thy heart that thou mayest do it. The Lord is near you. Even in your heart that you might do it. Now hold on to that thought for just a moment. Hold that thought. Bless you Lord. The Lord. The Lord. Is nigh you even in your mouth where you gonna find him at in your mouth why because he's in your heart because he's in your soul he's in your spirit and and so that's how you're gonna find him because when a sponge now I have a bottle of Arrowhead water here uh, since 1894. If I poured that bottle on a 99 cent sponge, yeah, go to 99 cent store, get a sponge, and pour that bottle of water, it's uh, 22 ounces, so it's just enough to absorb. That sponge is gonna absorb the amount of water that it can. And then when I squeeze that sponge, it is going to release what's in it. When God squeezes you, or when you are squeezed by a situation, what is going to come out of you? Job was being squeezed. Have you considered my servant Job? Have you considered my servant? You can put your name there. And the answer was you have a hedge about him. I can't touch him, you protecting him. And so I can't do anything without your permission. And so God gave him permission and told him you can touch everything except, except his soul. Don't touch his soul, don't touch his soul. Now, why would the Lord tell them, don't touch his soul? All souls are mine. That's, that's the word of God. He said, all souls are mine. And the soul that sinneth is gonna die, but then the soul that does not sin is going to live. So that's automatically implied there. Well, Job was squeezed. He was squeezed and when he was squeezed, The Bible said that he did not curse God as some have done. He did not charge God foolishly as some have done.
2: Why, oh God, why did you
0: take my mother? I hate, hold it, slow down, slow your roll. Your mom was not going to live forever no way, just like you're not. Your dad is not going to live forever. I am not going to like those before me. I have the expiration date and so do you. So why are we gonna charge God foolishly for those things? So when he was being squeezed by the enemy, he didn't curse God, he didn't charge God foolishly. He held on to his integrity that was in his soul and said go the skin worms eat up my flesh. I am going to stand in God's presence. And I'm going to see him face to face. Mighty God. I'm going to see him. The day has come. Listen. So the word is. Now you even in your mouth. And in your heart. That thou mayest do. Now, we've spent hours. Some of us attending service, Bible class on, on when Bible class is in session, on Sundays, when at worship services, and, and so we have enough word in us. We have the word in us that when we're squeezed, that is what should come out of us. Now the psalmist says, I ascended up, up unto into the heavens. If I, if I, if I do that, thou art there. Lord, I, I'm going to see you there. And if I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there also. So I know that there's no place I can hide from you. Your word is going to find me wherever I am. And most of it's in my mouth already. It's in because it's in my spirit. It's in my soul. The word favorite is one that everyone likes. We love some favorite and you have some favorites. We love some favorites. And so when we consider those favorites, those favorites or think about favorite is something we like. Now, favor comes in many forms and fashions. Comes in many forms. It comes in many fashions. So it comes in different ways. You know, it it means you have approval. You've been approved, you found favor. You set yourself up for approval. That's what God is telling us to do, set ourselves up for his approval for his support now let's be honest here because sometimes uh we slip a little favor slipped our way when we did not deserve it we didn't deserve it we didn't deserve that favor but yet it arrived i remember a brother kb i gonna call him kb um those are his initials. He had he received rebuke from the pastor. It was many, many years ago. Received a rebuke from the pastor. He went home and he was feeling a little low and he reached into his coat pocket and found a wad of money that he did not realize was there, but yet it was certainly needed. And, and so now he's, he's humbled by what he found God has a way of humbling. Favor will humble you because you know that sometimes you receive a treat of some sort and it was undeserved. It was undeserved. But yet God gave it to you anyway. You know, I, I like that phrase, but God. But God, because He shows up. But God. God changed it. God turned it around. And, and so favor is an element. Favor is a ingredient that makes it all come together so favor does it makes it all come together it will cause things to congeal and so when it comes together it comes together when it was falling apart that's favor it was falling apart and i didn't understand what was going on. it was falling apart and i couldn't i couldn't grab all the pieces and pull things back together but then when favor showed up it scooped it all together it brought it all into one place into one portion and it Put the broken pieces back where they belong and it became a full picture where we can understand and rejoice over the favor can be found in many places now ladies i'm talking specifically to you wives wise. talking to the wives those naturally born as females that's what i'm talking to Their birth certificate says female. And God's record shows them as a female, too. You can walk with assurance. You can walk with assurance. You can walk with a certainty that you are the cause of God's favor. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you're the favor in that man's life. You're that good thing that he was looking for. But gentlemen, I need you to, to really get this. I need you to understand that. And when I say male, I'm, again, I'm talking about those that was born naturally as a male. Their birth certificate says male. And God's record shows them as a male. All right, I just won't be clear with that, okay. Proverbs 18 and 22 says, whosoever findeth a wife, meaning that she has made preparation, she's, she's been taught, because you don't just make preparation without some teaching, and whether it could be self-taught, you take the initiative to learn what it meant to be a good woman, to be a wife, Uh, Or maybe one of the mothers The mothers in the church Or uh, maybe a mother that was not in the church But yet she practiced righteousness And taught you to be a good woman He that findeth a wife Findeth a good thing Brothers as you look You're looking for characteristics And you're not just looking for lips, hips And fingernail tips You're looking for character And he that findeth a wife Finds a good thing Lip tips and finger tips go away. Look around. Because there's some things that went away on you. And so, and if it hasn't yet, it will. Things will change. And so he that findeth the wife, find a good thing and obtain favor. Here we go, find favor. Obtaining favor of the Lord. Now, I'm not talking about what you took home Then marry, hoping to fix them. That's foolishness. That don't always work. Ladies, don't take that. All right, I had to catch myself there. Do not take that broke tail dog home. All right? It's a poor dog. That's what the saying, the cliche is. It's a poor dog that won't wag his own tail. If he is not doing, and if not doing what he's supposed to do now, why are you gonna take him home to fix him? and all of a sudden he's going to do it. That's a conversation for another day. I just want to throw that out there for you to think about. Proverbs 18 and 22 says, whosoever findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth a favor with the Lord, meaning she has made herself ready. It also implies you have made yourself ready, gentlemen, ladies, because you, you pass a bodily fluid don't mean that you're ready for marriage. Okay, we're talking about favorites still. It don't mean you're ready for marriage. Uh, a young man told me that he thought he got a young lady pregnant. And he was going to marry her because he was going to be a good father. And he wasn't going to abandon a child. I'm like, you're going to wreck somebody's life. And stay away from them. Oh, but but I don't know. You're going to mess somebody up. Yeah, because you are not. You've not arrived yet. Uh, you're not ready for that. Playing house is not the same as making a home. Playing is an ideal, it's a fantasy, whereas uh, making a home requires provision. That brother had no provisions to give, no. Lady, you have your own place, do not invite him to come stay with you. Now, I can't stress that enough. No, he should have his own and I'm not gonna stay there. But listen, making a home requires provision. It has a virtue and it is a sacrifice. Gentlemen, it's a sacrifice. God requires a sacrifice of you, not her, you. Don't say obey me, don't don't use those words. No, 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 don't use that at all. You obey God and let the rest fall in line. Marrying that immature man is you raising another child. Now you already got one bun in the oven. Why would you marry someone that's immature? Nope. And I know what the scripture talks about when it says talks about marriage and you know and pregnancy and but I'm I'm warning you right now don't do it. Don't make that mistake of marrying an immature man that is not ready, and you're not ready. Don't do it out of emotion. Marrying that immature man is another child that you'll be raising. Marrying that immature woman is an unimaginable. Now, I heard someone say love is blind, but marriage is an eye-opener. Yep, love is blind, but marriage is an eye-opener. So, please do, if you you're considering marriage, get some counseling. Get some real marriage counseling, and now let me let me tell you tell you this. um, Unless that pastor specializes in marriage counseling, they're they're not psychologists. Pastors, we're not psychologists. We're pastors. We can talk about experience that we've had, and if the Holy Ghost gives us discernment, we'll tell you, leave that person alone, you know, and talk about some real life issues and things. But we are not psychologists. We're not. And so you need to go to a professional marriage counselor because they're going to take you through some steps and ask you some questions, some things that uh, that's going to hurt. It's going to hurt when you're dealing with real situations, real scenarios. It hurt. OK. And so uh, God, God, then God, go, then come see me. Then come see the, your pastor because then you want God's approval. You want God's support. And that comes through the discernment and that comes through his, and listen. And so let's go on, Deuteronomy 28. It says, and it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all the nations of the earth, And all these blessings shall come upon thee and overtake thee. The favor of the Lord. God's favor shall find you. You don't have to search for it. His favor is searching for you. It's going to overtake you. If thou shall hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Listen, this is how we start out. Talking about hearkening unto the voice of the Lord. Blessed shall thou be in the city. Blessed in the city, blessed in the field. Fred Hammond used to sing that. Moses instructs the people here and now, just as I'm instructing you to. In the preceding chapter, Moses told them to obey the commandments of the Lord. Obey the commandments of the Lord. Obey them, obey them what i have learned is that people will partially obey the commandments they cherry pick certain parts of it cherry pick certain pieces Uh, they consume it and leave the rest and then say uh, that and then say god didn't work for me it didn't happen for me Uh, that's incorrect god's word is going to go out and it's going to perform exactly what God said it will do, it's impossible. God is not him and he is not her, that he will lie, okay? God's not lying about his word. Because if he is, then everything is null and void. It shuts it all down, forget it, just stop. We might as well just burn the books, stop preaching, stop teaching, stop talking about being holy, no. Mm-mm-mm. Instead of partying here, we'll just take the party to the streets and, and party every place else and do what all we want to do because it's all null and void. But it's real. And so his word is going to go out and perform that which he said it would perform. So God has said that I'm going to be overtaken. Uh huh. I'm going to be overtaken by a blessing. I'm saying me. Now, I need you to apply that to yourself because the just shall live by their faith. Mm -hmm. And so you must apply that because in obedience to his word, there are expectations. You have expectations. I have expectations because we are obeying his word, which instantly puts us in a certain place. It instantly does that. It does not have to be preyed upon because it already, he has already positioned us that if we hearken to his voice, if we follow his word, this will happen. Thank you, Lord. I'm so glad I got your undivided attention. I'm so glad that you're listening earnestly. Don't cherry pick the word of God. Now, my life, prosperity, you know. And uh, relationship, employment, the list goes on, uh, didn't change. Well, did you change? Did you really consider your ways and adjust the mental, the physical, and emotional, or did you read it, quote it, and did nothing else? That's where I find people at. They read it, they quoted, it, they, they wrote it down, they, uh, they, they took a piece of paper. And they placed it on their refrigerator. They placed that piece of paper on their uh, desk at work. They placed that piece of paper someplace so that they could see it, so that they can hear it, so that they can listen to it, you know, um, read by reading it. If you ask them about it, they'll say, I'm blessed. They say, "I'm I'm I'm the head and not the tail. But you're not obeying what God has said. You're not obeying when we talk about obeying god's word then that means you have to get involved with his word now we get involved with our employment we get involved with breaking it down memorizing we know how to apply we know the centimeters we know listen as a as a as a physician, and I'm not a physician, but this much I do know, is that they're not going to over-medicate you because they've learned how to measure it correctly and how much you should receive for your symptoms of what's going on. They studied that. I look at code, and and when I look at that code, I realize that, man, this code is poorly written and therefore it's taking a long time to execute. I need to modify this code because I've spent enough time learning to understand we have to do the same thing with the word of God. Not quote it. I know the the Bible said my word is not even in in your mouth. No, 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 no. We're not just quoting the word of God. We are at, we've taken time to understand his word, to become acquainted with his word in all aspects. When was the last time you sat down and understood financially what the word of God says? When was the last time you sat down and understood what the word of God says about careers, about understanding, about knowledge, about truth, about things that we allow to occupy ourselves with? The Lord told them here in Deuteronomy, now I'm running out of time, I'm, I'm gonna stop shortly, but, but listen, because we're getting into a Sunday school lesson. But listen, the Lord told him, he said, don't manufacture anything. I'm cutting through the chase here. Don't manufacture anything and and hide it. So people are manufacturing things and then hide. And they might leave it parked in a driveway. They might leave it in the garage. They might leave it under bush someplace else. Are you manufacturing something? And maybe you don't realize that you're manufacturing, but, but then you do realize it when it occupies your space and your time. Listen, people cherry pick. Now, Daniel, I love me some Daniel. Daniel, the Bible says, but Daniel purposed in his heart. Now, I need you to underline this. Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not, defile himself so this is a continuation of something that was occurring daniel now has purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself i'm not going to be corrupted by what's going on around me i'm not going to be corrupted with a portion of the king's meat nor with the wine which he drank therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs. and we're talking about favor still daniel has made a request that he might not defile himself And so the Bible said God had brought, God repositioned Daniel. It didn't say that he repositioned anyone else. Thank you, Jesus. I love this. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Okay, okay, okay. Now, Daniel had some friends. My God, I feel like dancing and jumping and carrying on right now. Daniel had some friends. The Bible said God brought Daniel into favor. Daniel grabbed the hands of his friends and brought them with him. Bible students go back and, and read it. God brought Daniel into favor. It didn't say nothing about the men that we read about with him. Hannah and I, Michelle and Ben, uh, we don't read about them. uh-uh. But he brought them with him into the favor. Daniel did that. So when God blesses you with favor, you know what you can do. Listen, the Bible said that God brought him into favor and tend the love of the prince of the units. And so the prince of the unit said unto Daniel, I fear my Lord, the king, who have appointed Your meat, the king is giving you this meat, and I'm afraid of the king. And he's giving you a portion of drink. I'm afraid of the king. Why should he see your faces? Now you're talking about doing something that's gonna make you look different. Why should I let the king see you look different? And you're gonna endanger me. This man was afraid. But favor, favor caused Daniel, favor caused the unit to have a conversation. Had it not been for the favor, the conversation would have been impossible to have. The the man could have shut Daniel down and if there was no favor, there was no consideration. No, we're not doing that but favor brought him into the area. So when, when they say the budget is not there, the budget's not there, we're not doing no hiring, the budget's not there, no one's getting raises. Listen, favor will find a way. When they, oh, thank you, Lord. When they say it's not there and it seems like it's getting kind of tight, favor will open up a door or avenue so that it's not as tight on you favor will find a way when they say we try, they'll try again. It doesn't matter because of within my NOAA, because within my NOAA, I know who I serve and I'm serving them wholeheartedly. I remember a Lieutenant one time he was talking and, and he went to bat for someone. They said there was no budget when he got finished and walked out of that office. There was a budget for that individual. Favor will cause someone to fight for you. They don't have to fight for everyone else. They just need to fight for you. Just you. It doesn't matter because within my Noah, within your Noah, the apostle Peter said, wherefore the rather brethren give diligence." He said, be meticulous. Be meticulous. Examine all the actions, both spiritually and naturally, to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fail. For so an interest shall be ministered unto you abundantly. Now we look at the scripture and I looked at it and I agree with it that we're talking about being entered into the kingdom, into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Wait, I say. He's saying, wait, wait for it. But I need you to understand something. We already sit in heavenly places. I am not waiting to get into the kingdom of God where this tabernacle now has been dissolved and there's a new one that's created for me. No, I'm already occupied heavenly places right now. The Bible tells us that. So that means that there are benefits to be received right now. There is an interest. Favor opens the door. Favor opens the window. Favor when the door is being closed, favor will put its foot there. Now I wasn't gonna try that. Favor will put its foot in the doorway and stop it from being closed. Favor will pry the door open or the window. Or pave the way. All of a sudden you find yourself sitting down as a student and you're studying and all of a sudden the light comes on and you get it. That's favor. It's no longer a struggle. Now all of a sudden everything is just falling in line. All of a sudden it's just you're starting to achieve. That's favor. He said, so an interest shall be ministered unto you abundantly. I'm not limited that to the kingdom because I'm already sitting in the kingdom. I'm already in heavenly places. My name has already been penciled in. Well, how do you know that pastor? Because I'm living according to his word. I'm living his word. And the Bible said, if we keep his commandments and we keep his statutes, then we shall live in them. Deuteronomy 29, 29 says the secret thing belong unto the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever, that we may do all his word. Deuteronomy 30, 10th verse says, if thou shalt hearken unto the Lord thy God to keep his commandments, his statutes, which are written in the book of the law, it and if thou turn unto the lord thy god with all thy heart listen to this with all thy heart i can't reiterate this enough with all thy heart and with all thy soul he's repeating to them listen do know them stick with them be fully persuaded by them 11th verse for this commandment which i command thee this day it is not hidden from thee neither far off There's no speech, no path. There's no secret to this. There's no mystery. No one has to show up and and prophesy a special word. No, it's already ordained. It doesn't require profit or special offering. Do not give your rent money away. Don't listen on TV. Oh, I'm watching TV and I'm watching. Listen, don't give your money away. You need to pay your rent. You need to make your car know. Because after it's all said and done, you you did not pay your rent, you did not pay your car, no. They're knocking at your door. The tow truck is bagging up, picking your car up, getting ready to speed off with it. Don't give your grocery money away. That is not God's plan. Now, if you have extra and you want to give, that's different. The Bible tells us to lay aside an offering for the first day of the week. We're supposed to do that. We're supposed to bless the lord that's how the lights stay on that's how the mortgage of the building gets paid that's how the taxes get paid we we live in this world we have to do those things your kids cannot will not understand when they have a hole in their shoe and you tell them the lord is going to bless but they knew you had the money and when the and that minister started talking about on tv well if you give If you give this amount of money on the offering, and so you send it in and now he has to walk or she has to walk with a hole in their shoe, feeling a certain way. That was not God's plan. In my mind, you should be able to go to the church and say, baby need a new pair of shoes. And because you have been given, and the church is not a bank. Don't don't get me wrong here. But there comes a time where we pour back. Not we pouring back, it's God's will. Then when they went to the to the to the apostles and said, Listen, our widows are going without. And that's a whole conversation. You go to the book of Acts, you read that for yourself. And that's how deacons came about. The deacons were to help with the natural situations of the church to make sure everybody was being taken care of properly. If there was a lack, that they would go and help with the lack. So if you don't have any deacons and you have a bunch of ministers, then the minister should be doing that, okay? But not taking the true money. Mom, why we always gotta fast? Well, why we, they are not gonna understand that. Beans and rice, listen, there's nothing wrong with beans and rice. I love me some beans and rice and some cornbread. and You know, listen, the kids don't get that. When you tell them that God is gonna provide, they are looking for the Lord to provide. So let's cut out some shenanigans. Yeah, I call it shenanigans. Listen, I'ma I'm stop, I'ma I'm stop, I'ma stop, I'ma stop. I'm stop. I said that, oh my God, but listen, and just, just one more, just one more feather. I didn't get all the feathers off the chicken, but, but here, in the book of Matthew, the sixth chapter, the Lord says, "Take no thought," saying, uh, "What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Withal, shall we be clothed? For all these things do the Gentiles seek after. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye uh, have need of those things." But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things and be added to you. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow, the the, for the the, the morrow shall take care of itself. And you know, and, and so you, you know the scripture; you've you heard it. But I, I want you to notice several things here. One, the twelve disciples were people that was busy. When the Lord called the disciples, was any one of them just hanging out? Was any one of them just kicking back, taking a break? They were all busy. Pete and them with business owners. They were tax collectors. They was doing stuff. They were handling their careers. They didn't quit their jobs or practices when the Lord called them. They were still fishermen during that whole time. They were still doing that and handling business as they should. When the Lord visited Peter, he was at home, went up to his rooftop, because he was hangry in that moment, you know. He was hot, he was bothered, he was hungry. And he was angry, he was waiting for the food to get done. When the scripture don't say he was hangry, I said that. Jesus used Peter's skill set to pay taxes. After meeting Jesus and this statement, you don't hear about them asking the Lord for things. No. The favor was not hidden. They had favor with God. They didn't walk around asking for things. They sought after doing his will. And the things that they needed was added to them. It was added to them. What we're looking for is not in heaven, it's not in the sky, it's not across the sea. God's plan is that the five-fold ministry, some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, pastors, teachers, that it goes beyond what we've been giving you. Let's line up with the word of God. Let's line up with what God has to say and watch the ministry. Watch the change in the message. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Tell somebody about the word of God. Israel. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, certainly want to thank you for joining in this morning. God bless you. Each one that has has tuned in to Inside the Pages. Thank God for you. Irene, Joyce, Cuppy, and Sharice. Bless you. Be encouraged. Know that God's word, his favor is and will overtake you. Let's line up with his word. Let me give you a testimony. I I meant to, I had note here to, to do this. About 30 years ago, I found myself in a, in a, between a rock and a hard place. Yes, it was very difficult. And I paid an attorney to help me. Paid an attorney to assist in the legal matter, only to find out his license had been suspended after I paid. That's a rock in a hard place. You're standing before the judge. Your attorney can't practice law, so he sent someone else. And that was that was that was some serious stuff. And so the judge was pretty mean. And everybody in the courtroom was recognizing how mean this judge was. When the docket called my name, there was nothing I could do except say nothing. The people began to say, he knows somebody, he knows someone because everyone else was being told, was given a negative response by the judge. And mine was not negative. I walked out of there with a refund and the situation dismissed. Favor will give you space to breathe when you're choking, when things are overwhelming. Gives you a place to recoup, to catch your breath, a second wind. God gave me favor that day when I needed it and I've never forgotten what he gave me. There's, there's a passage of scripture that I've read and have been, and I still read and, and it still chokes me up. Yeah. Still causes me to buckle. And to thank God because he brought me out. Thank you, Lord. And so favor, favor will step in and do miraculously. Are we off? I had to ask that because I don't know. <laughs> oh bless you, Lord. Amen. We're, we're we're coming to the end of the service. Well, I'm glad that was on there because people need to know. I know, I feel you, but I was just asking because I was just coming to him. Listen, let's continue to be prayerful. Let's continue to be faithful unto God, share his word. Pray for me as as I am praying for you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Certainly, oh my God. Thank you, Lord. Now may the grace of God, the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost, Rest, rule, and abide henceforth now and forevermore. In Jesus' name, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in our sight. Amen. God bless you. Live saved, live holy.